Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Brustling Unlimited, as we are here on the 3rd of January, 2022, to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw. I thought tonight's Monday Night Raw was pretty good. I actually enjoyed it for the most part. I liked it better than most weeks of Raw, and I thought things went really well. We built... A few matches up for the Royal Rumble. We set up a number one contenders match to set up another match at the Royal Rumble. So they're just trucking along, setting up Rumble. Not like, oh, crap, it's a week and a half out. We need to announce stuff on social media. No, they're actually getting stuff set for the Rumble in advance. And I'm digging it. I'm really, really digging it. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube dot com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited and twitter.com forward slash pro wrestling on nope twitter.com forward slash pw unlimited i always mess that last one up i don't know why let's fix this here twitter poll twitch poll twitch poll is now up For some reason it didn't want to go i had to reset it twitch poll is now up but with that if you are watching on twitch please see that poll is up hit it at the top of the chat but also Hit that donate button down below to help us out. Also, remember, you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, just like Broken King Slender did tonight for 18 months now. 18 months. Thank you, Broken King Slender. But if you say, hey, I ain't got the money, but I'm paying for Amazon Prime, well, you take that Amazon Prime account. Take that Twitch account. You link them together, and you got a Prime Gaming account. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, including this month. The free game you get. One of the free games is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Great game. You also get stuff for Valorant, League of Legends, Fall Guys, and more. But you also always, and it never changes, one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to. And I greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side... If you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Also, remember to hit that member join button down below to become a channel member and get early access to exclusive news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, also, you buying things from Epic Games and the Epic Games Store? Are you trying to get V-Bucks for Fortnite, skins for Rocket League, or brand new video games like Riders Republic and Guardians of the Galaxy, well, head over to the Epic Game Store, buy them there, and they'll say, you got a creator code? Well, you do. It's right here. Creator code PWUnlimited. And not only does this work with stuff that you pay for, but stuff you get for free right now. And all the way till January 6th, you get the trilogy of Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider. All free right now on the Epic Game Store, but you can also put the code in, put the code in, PW Unlimited, when claiming your free games, and it supports us, and we greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate that. Again, it costs you nothing if you're claiming the free games, and it costs you nothing extra if you're already buying stuff from the Epic Game Store, whether that's a game, or in Fortnite buying V-Bucks, or Rocket League buying skins, but with that, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about a show that, again, I thought was pretty good. I thought was pretty dang good. So the show kicks off with a recap of Brock Lesnar winning the WWE Championship. 
We then get a bunch of fireworks and boom, 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 boom. The raw logo plays, the music's playing, they're showing the crowd. People in the crowd are like, yeah, oh yeah. And they're all happy to be there. And the lights go out. And I'm like, okay, just bring out Brock. We know Brock is coming. And the lights stay out. And the lights are out for a little bit longer. And when they come out, Paul Heyman is actually in the ring. And I go, okay, okay. Didn't expect that one. Heyman's in the ring and he does his shtick. My name is Paul Heyman, and I am the advocate for the reigning, defending WWE World Heavyweight Champion. No, he says reigning, defending WWE Heavyweight Champion of the World, Brock Lesnar. He said, I am back as the advocate. So Paul is back with Brock. Interesting. Very interesting because we saw Roman fired him. People thought maybe that was a swerve. Don't really quite know. He's, well, back with Brock as the advocate. Brock would come down to the ring. Before getting into the ring, he would grab the steel steps and basically make himself a podium to stand on, to stand above Paul Heyman, even though he's taller than him anyways. But I digress. Lesnar. Then cut his own promo. And I go, yes, we've got Paul there. We've got Brock there. Paul doesn't have to do all the talking. Let Brock do some of his own talking as well. And I like this. Lesnar shouted out that his good buddy Roman Reigns is probably at home watching right now. And if he is, he's seeing the new and the real champion. Lesnar then said, quote, get well soon, buddy. He then said, South Carolina acknowledge me. And I'm like, they're going for it. We're getting, I I think it's going to happen. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, champion versus champion, WrestleMania. I think it's happening. And they teased the crap out of it tonight. Heyman then explained the circumstances that led to Lesnar being able to be in the title match at day one. He said that, yes, he did advocate for Brock Lesnar to be a free agent and not be drafted in last year's draft. And because he was a free agent, he can do whatever he wants, back and forth from Raw to SmackDown, go for any title. And that is what happened. And it was all thanks to Paul Heyman. Heyman also said that, well, Roman Reigns is vulnerable now that he's not by his side. He basically said, Roman Reigns, I wasn't even gone from you for a week and you caught COVID. You can't beat the Rona and you can't beat the Beast. Heyman then turned his attention four men that will fight tonight for a chance to face Brock Lesnar. He said if Seth Rollins was such a visionary, he would realize that his wife would leave him if he couldn't beat Brock at the Rumble. But hasn't Seth beat Brock twice for the Universal title? I know once for sure, but I'm pretty sure twice. Yes, Mania and SummerSlam. He said that he figured his wife wouldn't leave Rollins for Kevin Owens because he can't beat Lesnar either. Heyman said that Lesnar and Bobby have never met before last Saturday. The first time they ever met was when Lesnar was being speared by Bobby Lashley through the barricade. Lashley also speared him in the ring and put him in the hurt lock. Heyman had no trouble admitting that Lesnar may not have gotten out of that, but also suggested that Lashley attack Lesnar each time Excuse me, from behind. He said if it was one-on-one, total different story. Lashley 
would simply go down as almighty Brock Lesnar wannabe. Amen. Would then go on to put over Big E as a great champion. He suggested that he would still be champ if he didn't have to face Brock. If Big E were the challenger at the Rumble, it would be an honor to watch that match, Heyman said. He said, but Big E will still lose. Heyman concluded by stating that Lesnar would still be the champion at the Royal Rumble no matter what. So I wonder what that no matter what means. Like, what is going to happen in this match that's going to make it seem like Brock may lose and then he retains the title? Because the, the, it's weird. Heyman never does says no matter what. I don't remember the last time I've ever heard Heyman say no matter what. And saying no matter what just makes me think that something's going to go down in that match, which we now know, spoiler, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, Royal Rumble. <clears throat> so then awkwardly, we got Randy Orton standing in Gorilla, and Riddle swoops, jumps in. He's wearing gold chains and glasses and, and stuff, and they go to commercial. Then they come back, and Riddle sta- or Orton's standing there, and Riddle swoop back in. It's like, hold on, we got to take another cut, break, go, action. Like, What? That was kind of weird. They did the spot where he swoops in, stands next to Randy. He's like, hey, Randy. Like he mouthed it. And then they go to commercial. They come back and he do it again. Like, they did it all right there, filmed it. And then when they came back from break, rewound the tape for a second. And then just said, okay, go. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. It was kind of weird. Because it's like, what? Is Riddle going to? swoop up next to Randy and then during the break walk off for a second and then go oh we're back I'm, I'm back I'm right here I don't know he wanders so maybe he did wander but they basically just talked about how Riddle liked being with the Migos and hanging out with them and having connections and this and that and Orton goes hey did you forget about what, what we talked about for our New Year's resolution and Riddle's thinking about it he goes oh yeah listen to Randy more he goes exactly we need to go out there we need to focus. We need to win this match. <clears throat> so before the match, Chad Gable cut a promo because it was the Alpha Academy against RK Bro. He said that uh, he and Otis, um, he said that Otis, or actually he said he has the four most dangerous letters in all of sports entertainment, O-T-I-S. And Riddle's yelling, huh? That don't even make sense. Because it's a play. They always say the RKO is the three most dangerous letters in all sports entertainment. Well, he's saying that Otis is the most dangerous thing in all sports entertainment. So Otis lays out Riddle with a suplex outside the ring, and the match is underway during a commercial break. When we come back, Riddle tried to take uh, Riddle tried to make a hot tag to Orton, but Gable pulled him off the apron, and the crowd did not like that. The crowd's sitting there, Randy, 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 like this. It's it's always Riddle starts the match. They know the pattern. Riddle starts the match. The crowd chants for Orton and chants for Orton and chants for Orton, and then when Orton gets the tag, they go bananas, bananas. I don't remember the last time an RK Bro match started with Orton. You just, you just don't, because if you're going to play to the crowd properly, Orton's got to get that hot tag about two, three minutes in. 
So Otis ran over Orton before heading back into the ring. Riddle tried an RKO, but Otis countered with the world's strongest slam and picked up the victory. I didn't even get a time for this match. It was quick, though. It was quick. I think like maybe three minutes from what we saw on television. I know it started during the break, but I don't know how much into the break. So, yeah, at least three minutes on TV, I believe. In the back, Sarah Stryver interviewed MVP and Bobby Lashley. MVP called tonight a Herculean task for Bobby Lashley, and Lashley said, quote, Brock Lesnar fears me. Then showed Omos standing with Kevin Patrick before they went to a break. Then they come back and there was a long video package. Typing up AJ Styles and Omos. Patrick asked Omos for his reaction to Styles' comments last week. and goes, my reaction? This is my reaction. And he puts his hand right over the face of Kevin Patrick. And then he goes, quote, that's how I react. Kind of dumb. I didn't get it. So, there were entrances for the upcoming mixed tag match before the announcers ran down tonight's card yet again for the third time. Like, they really, 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 really wanted us to know, hey, Fatal 4-Way tonight. Hey, Fatal 4-Way tonight. Just in case you're coming in late, there's a Fatal 4-Way tonight. Like, they really hammered that into us tonight, which... It got old a little bit, if you're, especially if you're watching from the start, but I get it. If someone didn't watch from the start and they came in 30 minutes late, an hour late, an hour and a half late, you got to keep telling them, stick around for the main event. It's going to be a banger. It's going to be a four-way. It's these four guys. It's gonna. So I get it. Again, I saw people online, it was getting annoying. They keep just hammering in on that main event. We know what it is. Well, yeah, you do because you've been watching the show, but not everybody knows in case they missed the beginning or they missed something. But we did have a mixed tag team match with the 24-7 championship on the line. It was Daniel Brooke and Reggie against Tamina and Akira Tozawa. Match went one minute and 20 seconds. Oh, Tozawa kicked Tamina by accident when he was going for Reggie with a boot. Tamina got mad, knocked out Tozawa. Reggie hit his little flipping senton and pinned him. There you go. I think Corey called the move the whoopee cushion. The whoopee cushion. Also, they said that I guess if Reggie would have got pinned, the title wouldn't have changed because they said Dana Brooke has to be pinned to lose her title. Well, I don't know how this would have worked. But it was all fun and games, I guess. Meh. Next up, we got a Becky Lynch promo that was all right. Becky's part was... Good, but then the rest of it kind of fell flat once Liv and Bianca came out, to be honest. Lynch knew that it was the resolution of every woman on that roster to win the title, but she's got one too, and it's about when losing the title, not giving it up. She said that many have tried, but no one can beat her. Lynch had some time to reflect, she said, and realized that she is a work of art. She go to a museum, the art can make you feel because that's how good it is. And that's what it does. And good art reveals the truth. And that's what Lynch was. Good art. Lynch called herself Vincent Van Goat. It's actually a reference from the new season of Dexter on HBO. The only episode I saw, they said this. Vincent Van Goat. I don't know what episode it was, but I went to my buddy's house over the weekend. He was binge-watching however many episodes they've got out so far. He's like halfway through or something. And I hear him say, Vincent Van Goat. 
What are the odds of the only episode I've seen they say that line? I don't know. She also informed the fans that they would not realize their resolutions. Lynch said that Liv Morgan broke her promise to the fans and to herself. And then out would come Liv. And I go, really? She lost twice. And I, I get what this is going to be. But it's just like, no. Back of the line, toots. Morgan said that Lynch knew just how close she came to winning the title on Sunday. And I go, well, it was really that close. Morgan always gave it her all. And she said that at day one, she gave it her all. And that was enough. And I go, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. Because if you gave it your all and your all was enough, then enough means you're a loser and you're okay with being a loser. If giving your all is enough and losing is giving your all and coming out not the champ, no, 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 no. Lynch said this was all lovely and maybe she would win the title one day. Maybe after she retires. Out would then come Bianca Belair with some doofy ass glasses. She had like frillies hanging from the, the sides of the glass frames or glasses frames. It's like, what the hell are you wearing? She said she was sick of hearing from Lynch and wasn't buying the hype. Belair claimed that she stepped aside to deal with a little dewdrop problem. And that gave someone else an opportunity, but, well, now she's done with Dewdrop and she's back for the belt. Lynch didn't seem all too interested in either woman challenging her for the belt. She's like, maybe uh, you guys need to start a support group in the back in that locker room, the woman's locker room. And Morgan goes, oh, you mean the one that you've just never been in? You're never in the woman's locker room. And I'm like, what kind of dig is that? And Lynch got a look on her face and she goes, eh, you might be right like mouthed it i'm like huh i wonder what that's referencing to is becky get her own private locker room or something um lynch then suggested that morgan and belair have an issue sort it out she's like you two figure this out deal with it i'm i'm gonna get going morgan belair then gave each other a look before tossing becky out of the ring and this looked like it may have hurt a little bit because becky gets thrown out of the ring and usually, like, you get thrown out of the ring and you kind of, like, roll straight to the floor. But Becky did, like, a flip and her back, like, uh, what can I use? Say this is the, let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh, Sasha Banks here. Say this is the edge of the ring, right? And when Becky went thrown out of the ring, she, like, went like this, kind of paused, and then just went, and her back bent. She's laying like this right up against the ring apron. Her back bends and then she flips forward on her face. And I'm like, ooh, that looks like it hurt a little bit. That looks like it hurt a little bit. So she gets tossed out of the ring. Belair and Morgan face off and they start brawling a little bit. Belair was about to give Morgan a KOD and Lynch knocks her down from behind. Lynch then poses with her belt as she went back up the ramp. Going forward, Owens approached Rollins in the back. Rollins asked Owens if, well, he should staple Heyman's lips together or rip out his tongue. 
Owen said, hey, by the way, um, that match that we were supposed to have a day one, it's tonight. We still going to work together. We got it, right? And Rollins said that he trusts Owens and agrees to his plan. Owens, not a dummy, wondered if Rollins might be lying, though. He's like, Rollins, he's like, ah, sure, I'll go with that plan. You remember, we, I already know what the plan is, so we'll go with that. And so Seth goes to walk off, and Owens is like, you're not lying, right? We're, we're working together. We had a two and a half minute match for the the women's tag team championships. It was Queen Zelina and Carmella against Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash. And there's not really much to talk about. The champs retained quickly after Zelina rolled up Nikki. The whole time was Corey Graves saying that, you know, Nikki, she's a weak link. Nikki can't get the job done. Nikki is holding Rhea down. Nikki sucks, basically is what he kept saying. After the match, Ripley was very shocked by what just happened. I was shocked that they didn't turn Rhea heel and have her beat the crap out of Nikki. That's what I thought they should have done. Really, a nothing segment match deal. They again played the video of Johnny Knoxville saying that he will be in the Royal Rumble. Also, Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins, Ray and Dominic Mysterio all declared they're going to be in the Rumble. So that is now five guys, plus later Austin Theory gets added. That's six men so far in the Men's Royal Rumble. Next up, we had the Street Profits against Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz. Again, this match, short match, went two minutes and 18 seconds. Not much really happened. The end of the match did see... Angelo Dawkins hit a big old BK bomb, spinebuster type deal on Apollo Crews. In would then come forward with a massive, massive frog splash, pinning Crews and picking up the victory. We're an hour and a half into this show, and there's less than 10 full minutes of wrestling. Like less than 10 minutes of action, an hour and a half into this show. In the back, Sarah Schreiber asked Damian Priest about the stipulation to his title defense tonight. If he gets DQ'd or counted out, he also loses the belt. No champion's advantage. Priest did a dumb promo saying, well, I hope the Priest side of me wins this match and Damian doesn't come out. Well, either way, I'm still going to win, but I'd like to do it as Priest. And I'm like, so they're really going with this. They're really doing the Damien, which is another reference, is a reference to the devil, his dark side. Priest, which is you know a priest, heaven, preacher, whatever you want to say, his good side. So he's got his dark side and his good side, the Damien side and the priest side. I don't know about that. Not a big fan. From the back, Dewdrop approached Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce. Basically said, I'm pissed. Why are all these same women getting championship opportunities? You got Bianca Belair. You got Liv Morgan. Are they the only ones that are allowed to get title shots? And Pierce is like, well, calm your roll. Like, Slow your roll. Calm down. Pierce said, uh, asked what she was actually angry about, though. Dewdrop asked if, quote, Grandpa was deaf and explained it yet again why she was mad. Same women getting all the opportunities. And they go, well, uh, if you can actually win a match, I think they'd give you an opportunity, but... Dewdrop hasn't won a match in how long? Let me go to her cage match really fast. Dewdrop cage match. 
On the main roster, Dewdrop hasn't won a match since. Um, Jesus freaking Christ. Dewdrop hasn't won a match since October when she won a semifinals match for the Queen, Queen's Crown Tournament. She has lost since one. And these are all TV matches I'm going to count. Two, three, four, five, six in a row. But she's getting her opportunity to tell her, you know what? You know what? Next week in Philly, you will get an opportunity. We're not just going to give you a title shot. We'll give you an opportunity to earn it. Triple threat match. You, Belair, and Morgan. Winner faces Becky Lynch at the Rumble. He's like, okay, I'm happy about that. And then I'm like, hmm. It's going to be Bianca. Bianca and Becky at the Rumble probably. Most likely. That's what I think. Going forward, we had the U.S. title on the line. Match went nine and a half minutes. So this was really fun. I liked the previous matches they've had. And this match, again, lived up and didn't disappoint. Damian Priest and Dolph Ziggler. Early on, Ziggler hit a tornado DDT off the barricade, which led to a break less than a minute into the match. Uh, the action during the break. Don't really know what happened because there was no picture in picture, which is weird. They'll do picture in picture for NXT, but not for Raw. Hmm. Priest was fighting, fighting some defense, I guess you could say. When we came back from the break, and after the break, Ziggler came back with a nice running knee strike for a two. Priest responded with kicks and a cliffhanger DDT for a two of his own. Ziggler then had the referee distracted, which allowed Robert Roode, who did not appear last week on the show, to come out of nowhere and drop Priest from the top rope. Ziggler followed this up with the Fame Master for a very close near fall. Priest then decked Ziggler before going after Roode. He was about to attack Roode with a steel chair. The ref was counting seven, eight. And he's like, oh, you said eight, nine. Oh, I wanted to hit him, but you said nine. I got to get back in the ring. He slides back in the ring right before the ref says 10. He gets back in the ring, and I loved this from Ziggler. He's on his knees. Priest has got the chair in his hand, and he's just like, hit me. Please hit me with the chair. Come on. Just hit me with the chair. And I love it because it's the heel saying, hey, if you mess up and hit me with that chair, I win the belt. So let's just get this over with. I'll take a chair shot for the title. Not, not a bad move. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. He chucked the chair at Robert Roode instead. Ziggler used the momentary distraction to hit a zigzag for a near fall. He tried a super kick, and Priest countered into the reckoning, pinned him, and picked up the victory. The crowd wasn't really into it most of this match for some reason. But the last like three minutes or so, maybe four, they were really getting into it. Really, after Rude got involved, and they're like, oh no, is he going to turn into Damien? Is Damien going to become Damien? Like, I don't like, yeah, whatever. We see Vince. <laughs> this is weird. And I maybe I heard him wrong. But Vince is on the phone. Yeah. Huh? What? Uh, uh. Now come in. And so Austin Terry comes in and he goes, well, what are you doing in here? I didn't tell you to come in. And Austin Terry's like, wait, what? Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Vince said come in when we heard the knock at the door. And then he tells Austin Terry, I didn't tell you to come in. Like, what? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
And Vince is like, we, we, you don't apologize. You did nothing wrong. I'm like, huh? You gave him a hard time for apologizing. Anyways, also, they shot this like a sitcom or something. Two camera setup. Weird. But Theory asked about his rematch with Finn Balor. McMahon sort of blew it off. And was like, yeah, you lost to Finn. But then you redeemed yourself, so I was going to give you another shot. But you know what? Never mind. I'm going to put you in the Royal Rumble. I have all the faith that you will win that and go to WrestleMania and main event. And Theory's sitting there like, what? Believe in me? And then they cut. <laughs> Next up, we had Edge and Maurice. I mean, Miz and Maurice. Freaking Jimmy Smith out here. Jimmy Smith goes. Jimmy Smith goes. So we had Ms. Maurice come out. Then we go to break. So Ms. Maurice come out. We go to break. We come back. And Jimmy Smith tells us it's Edge and Maurice in the ring. And Corey Graves he corrects him or some, somehow. I don't remember exactly. But he's like, that's Ms. Jimmy. He's like, you think you know him by now. I thought it was kind of funny. Miz said that they were outraged over the outcome of day one after he was only one skull-crushing finale away from victory. Miz called himself first and only two-time Grand Slam champion in all of WWE. And because of that, he shouldn't have to prove himself in a match against a guy like Edge, who's only a one-time Grand Slam champion. And he's not lying. Miz is the only Two-time Grand Slam champion in WWE. The only person to win every single belt more than once. Well, not every, but the way that it's it's categorized, he's the only person to win, you know. So it's a world title, whether that's the world, the WWE, or the Universal. He's won WWE title twice. IC, US, and any, any of the tag titles, whether that's the SmackDown or the Raw tag titles. That counts as a Grand Slam champion. Winning all four, Miz has done it. Miz is a multi-time tag team champion, won the IC title more than anybody, U.S. championship a bunch of times, and two-time WWE champion, which that right there makes him a two-time Grand Slam champion. If Miz wins the WWE title, or God forbid the Universal title at any time, he will then become a three-time Grand Slam champion. It's crazy to think that the Miz is the only person to ever do that. Not even John Cena or Sheamus have done that because neither have won the IC title. Going forward, Miz brought up Beth Phoenix, costing him the match, and said that Edge deserves to lose because of what he did last week. He then played a replay of the broodbath thing. Miz then said that the crowd enjoyed that because they were miserable, and they wanted to see bad things happen to good people. True love will always overcome. So Miz claimed that Edge hid behind his wife and wondered what kind of man would do that. And the crowd starts chanting, you, 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 you. And Maurice kind of looks at Miz like, uh, you, Michael, you would. Maurice then said that Miz wouldn't because she gave him a look like you. And then she's like, no, 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 no. Uh, my husband would never do that because he's brave and handsome. Maurice said, and you know what? If Beth Phoenix was here right now, I'd punch her in the face tonight. And then we get, we get. Beth's music. Beth comes out. Edge's music hits. They come down to the ring. Maurice acted like she didn't just say what she said. And Edge wasn't surprised to see Miz 
full of excuses here tonight. Phoenix said that my husband didn't ask me for help. Me coming out there, that was all me. That was my idea to get involved. Edson said, you know what? I have an idea. But a mixed tag team match. Me and my wife versus you guys at the Royal Rumble. The It Couple against the Rated R Superstar and the Glamazon. The Grit Couple at the Royal Rumble. The crowd chanted yes. And Maurice had this look on her face like, oh, I ain't doing this. No, 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 no. And Miss hesitated. And he's like, us against you? And Beth is like, well, yeah. Do you accept? And Miz is like, you know what? Yeah, we accept. And Maurice looks at him like, are you freaking kidding me? What are you doing? Phoenix then psyched out Maurice like she was going to punch her. And then she's like, whoa. And Maurice falls on her ass. Just like Edge did a few weeks ago to Miz. Maurice then storms off. She's yelling at Miz, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear any of this. And Miz is chasing after her as she leaves. The all right segment. Built yet another match. So now that's. Technically, four official matches set for the Royal Rumble. The two Rumble matches, the WWE title match, and the um, this t- mixed tag team match. Plus, we know that the Raw Women's title will be defended at the Royal Rumble as well. So that's five matches we know of for the Royal Rumble. We just got to figure out who's going to challenge Becky. Kevin Patrick interviewed Big E. He said being WWE champion meant a lot to him. And it meant something to a lot of people too. There's no shame in losing and losing to Brock Lesnar. But what he won't do, though, is wallow in self-pity. The next chapter would be the best chapter, and tonight is the start of him reclaiming reclaiming what is his. He said that there wasn't a soul on earth that could stop him. Yet he didn't win. Next up, we finally got that match. Almost. And AJ Styles went three minutes and 45 seconds. AJ Styles used some strikes. And tried to outsmart almost, but almost just cut him off with a big boot. Styles fought back and tried for the phenomenal forearm and almost swatted him out of midair. Almost had hit a big press slam before hitting a tree slam for a decisive knockout victory, basically. Like he knocked AJ out. AJ's just lying there dead. One, two, three. And from what I've heard, so got a little scoop ski for you guys. So I teased this earlier. I sent out a tweet stating that a baby face from Raw. Maybe being moved over to SmackDown for Roman Reigns. Well, from what I've heard, if nothing changes, the baby faces AJ Styles. The plan right now is to possibly move AJ from Raw to SmackDown because they need another baby face over there to face Roman. Drew is out for an undisclosed period of time. We don't know how severe his neck injury is, but it's going to keep him out of action most likely. And going into the Royal WrestleMania, they need somebody for Roman. And so, it looks like that somebody, maybe AJ, after he was, as I said earlier, destroyed off of Monday Night Raw by Omos. So, we'll see what actually goes down with all of this, and if that is going to be what they actually do. But as of this morning, actually, as of the weekend, I I first heard it last night, that they may be moving AJ over to Raw, or SmackDown. And with the decisive victory tonight, it looks like that's possibly the case. I just don't know how they do the move. Like, how do you get AJ to SmackDown and keep him there? Like, you can do the whole, uh, was it the quarter to quarter, the quarterly invitational thing? 
You can do that for one night, but how do you actually move AJ over to SmackDown is the big question. Back to, well, the house he built. <clears throat> Going forward, we got word that next week, we may be seeing Alexa Bliss. We're going to get Alexa Bliss's journey back to Raw. They didn't quite say that she's going to be on the show, but we're going to see something regarding Alexa Bliss as she's apparently been gone for four months. I didn't realize it's been that long. But they said that she's been gone for four months. Going forward. Um, so, so here's the thing. I want to show you guys something that I found today on WWE.com. Because when I was writing up a preview for the show on our website, PWUnlimited.co, I noticed that it referenced Seth Rollins. Not as just Seth Rollins, but Seth, quote, freaking Rollins. So I'm like, huh, interesting. And all night, it was Seth freaking Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins. Never did they say just Seth Rollins. It was Seth freaking Rollins or Rollins. And it looks like, well, that is now his official title in WWE. Seth freaking Rollins. He's not just Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Like freaking always been his nickname. They've been using that for a couple years now. But now it's official. He's Seth freaking Rollins. And I want to check one other thing. Um, if I do this... And I do, it's just Seth Rollins, okay. But yeah, so his WWE.com profile is now just, it's, it's, it's Seth freaking Rollins. Interesting. Interesting. Going forward, we have our main event. And this was an excellent main event. I felt like this was just as good as the day one main event. I really enjoyed this match. And it went long. It went 18, almost 19 minutes. <clears throat> Early on, Biggie hit Owens with a spear through the ropes less than a minute into the match. It looked like he landed hard, and then he just popped right back up. Lashley got the better of an exchange and gave Biggie a vertical suplex before doing the same to Owens. Crowd chanted for Bobby as he sprinted towards Owens for a spear outside of the ring, but Owens moved and Lashley crashed through the barricade. And you may go, why were they chanting for Bobby? Well, Fans since 2018, when Bobby Lashley returned to WWE, have wanted to see Bobby versus Brock. So, whether you like Bobby Lashley or not, whether you think, you know, that's my guy, I like him more than Big E, I like him more than Seth Rollins, I like him more than Owens, it don't matter. Because that's the match you want to see. So you're rooting for an outcome to get a match you want to see, not to see your guy, maybe that's Big E, the most popular guy in the match, win and get another shot get a title shot. No, they were rooting for them to officially set up Brock versus Bobby. There was a lot of Bobby Lashley chance throughout this match. At one point, Big E suplexed Rollins on the mats before clearing the announce table, but Owens saves Rollins. Owens and Rollins gave Big E a shield powerbomb through the table, which led to a break. Also, as well as little scoopski, there's been internal talks of possibly, possibly making Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, an official tag team. I heard that about a week and a half ago. But it's just something that's been pitched. Nothing that's been like, all right, this is this is something we're going to go with. It's been pitched, I think, a couple of times now. 
possibly making Seth and uh, Owens an official tag team. Going forward, Owens and Rollins gave Big E a shield. Like I said, I already said that. Uh, shield powerbomb went through the table, went to a break. Owens and Rollins continue to team up on Lashley and Big E after the break. Big E gave Rollins an STO, but ran into Owens' super kick, and Lashley decked Owens. Big E and Lashley gave each other a, excuse me, a look and decided to both go after Owens and Rollins. Big E and Lashley chased them through the crowd, up the stairs, and into the uh, arena concourse. Big E then slammed Owens through a merch table, which led to another break. Rollins, Big E, and Lashley continued to fight uh, through the crowd, near the crowd, through the entryway, all around. Owens crashed through them with an insane dive off the railing to a This Is Awesome chant. And they told us, you know, it's a four-way. There's no count-out in this match. There's no disqualification. All this stuff is technically legal. Owens then gave Big E a senton, and Rollins followed this up with a big frog splash. Owens actually didn't even, even, like, what the, what the hell, guy? Didn't even try to break up the pin. But Big E kicked out anyways. They both hit super kicks, and Owens hit a pop-up powerbomb, but Lashley pushed Rollins into them to break up the cover. Lashley tossed around Owens and Rollins, but Rollins pushed Big E into Lashley's spear. Lashley would also spear Rollins. Owens tried to go for the stunner, and Lashley blocked it, speared Owens, and picked up the victory. So there we go. We're getting the match. At the Royal Rumble, it will be Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley in a match that we've wanted to see, fans have wanted to see, since 2018. We go to the back. We see Brock watching on a monitor. Kevin Patrick walks up and goes, well, uh, Brock, do you have any comments? And Brock's like, comments? Hmm, I have a comment. Why don't you tell uh, Roman Reigns that I'll see him on SmackDown this Friday? And I go, oh, okay. Well, there's an interesting one. Roman, maybe back in time for, for SmackDown. At least they're hoping. Also, Brock working three times in one week. In a six-day period, Brock's going to be on three shows. Three! I thought it was a big deal when he worked three, four weeks in a row recently. He's working three shows in a week. He ain't missing anything. Day one, Raw, SmackDown. I carumba. But also people were, because I, I tweeted that. I go, oh, Brock says he's going to see Roman on Friday. And so I got comments of, Brock, is Roman even going to be cleared on Friday? Is Roman even going to be there? And we don't know if Roman's going to be cleared by Friday. But per new CDC guidelines, he could be there on Friday. Could. Because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, the new CDC guideline, and I think WWE is going off of this as well, test positive. After five days, take a test. If you're negative, then the sixth day, you take a second test and you're good to go. So say Roman, well, Roman said he got his, his positive on Saturday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Roman would have to take a test and get a negative. Friday morning, he would have to take another test and get a negative, and they could be at SmackDown. SmackDown is in Philly. They can give him the private jet and fly him right in if he's ready to go. So it's possible. It's like barely possible, but it's possible for Roman to make it to SmackDown on Friday. As long as he tests negative and is having no symptoms, by the sixth day, he can be at work. So again, it's five days, 
test negative. Six-day test negative, you're good to go that day. That would be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You don't count for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday, you take the test. Friday, you take a second test. You're good to go. So there is a chance that Roman could be on SmackDown Friday. If this was five months ago, four months ago, six months ago, no. You had to do the whole 10 to 14-day quarantine. Now it's five for the CDC. So it's possible we get Roman on SmackDown. <clears throat> but with that, that was Monday Night Raw. I thought pretty enjoyable show overall. A couple things were kind of meh, but you're always going to get that on any wrestling show. Kind of meh. Now, you know what I thought of the show? Let's hear what you guys thought of the show. Remember, you can put your comments, questions, concerns in the YouTube chat with a super chat, with a super chat donation. Also, you can text in to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. But first off, actually, the number's right there if you didn't catch it. Right there at the bottom. But let's check the uh, polls really fast as far as the Twitch poll does go. 83% of you liked tonight's Raw. We're 17%. Thought it was just all right. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 66% liked the show. 24% thought it was just all right. And 9% did not like it. And moving over to the YouTube poll. 63%. Basically the same as the Twitch poll, Twitter poll. Wow. 63% liked it. 27% thought it was just all right. And 10% did not like tonight's Raw. Let's check the text messages here. Got a couple of them. <clears throat> um... Where it says, I think Raw did good tonight. I thought the women's tag team champions can go Raw and SmackDown. WWE, don't let WWE women's tag team champions on SmackDown, not even once yet. No. Because they've been feuding with Raw people. Remember when Tamina and Natty were champs and they were going back and forth? It's, it's possible. Don't say they've never done it. This Zelina and Carmella haven't done it yet. Because they've been feuding with someone from Raw. Well, team from Raw. It says, I think Raw did pretty good. So, um, so well tonight. Where have been another women's... Un okay, I don't understand the question. Again, you guys can't write proper sentences. I'm not going to read them. Not to be rude, but as a dyslexic person, it's sometimes I just don't understand. And this person actually answers one... Asks a question... Something I was actually just about to talk about. So tomorrow, New Year's Evil. Excuse me, can't stop coughing. Tomorrow is NXT New Year's Evil. And well, I'll be reviewing the show. As I've stated in the past, I will only review specials for NXT, the NXT premium live events, and maybe the go-homes for those premium live events. But... Tomorrow is a special edition of NXT where I'm actually a little interested in the show. So yes, we will be reviewing New Year's Evil tomorrow. Also, in nine, less than two hours is Wrestle Kingdom Night 1. New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom Night 1. It starts at 11 p.m. Pacific, 
2 a.m. Eastern. And the plan is to do a review for that show. I'm going to try and do a review for that show as soon as it ends. I don't know exactly how long the show is going to go, but I'll see what I can do. I'll stay up. I'll be watching. And if I think, okay, yeah, that was good enough to do a review. Well, no, the plan is to do a review. As long as I stay awake and I'm not too tired by the end, I should be good to go. But tonight, this ain't the only review you're getting. We're also going to be doing night one of Wrestle Kingdom. And then tomorrow, we have New Year's Evil. And then tomorrow night, we have night two of Wrestle Kingdom. So we've got three more reviews to come in the next 24 hours-ish. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Again, remember, later on tonight or tomorrow morning, wherever you're living, whatever it is, Wrestle Kingdom, night one, starts in less than two hours on New Japan World. So with that, guys, have a great night, and I'll see you next time.